Clear-pilled report, the return to innocence. There's something that I'm addicted to right now that I can only describe as an essence that I can't quite pin down, but is kind of similar to almost like the comically exaggerated feeling you get when you listen to Enigma or Enya. This kind of almost excessive clarity but it's also almost ridiculous, but it's so real. <laughs> I grew up in an Enya and Enigma household. Um, since I was really little, my dad would play it in the living room all the time and would be like, this music is so beautiful. And he's not wrong, and I enjoyed it very much as a child, but I wouldn't think much of it until I was a teen. And I started getting attached to Enigma again and introduced it to one of my best friends. And it became like our like number one song was, you know, their most famous one, Return to Innocence. And then I would like dabble in the others. Um, but it was a song I would always listen to in my earbuds attached to my iPod Nano. And I would be ditching and like listening to Enigma. And so that was another time. And in the past couple of years, this like enigma attachment has like rised again. Like it's gotten huge again, like enigma and Enya and any, a little bit of like Moby, you know, but any of that like new age stuff, that's just so like, it's like a clarity that's true, but also so silly. And my major obsession right now though, is one particular part of an enigma song that just to me, <laughs> It's like, it's just the realest shit ever. I don't know. And here's the thing. I'm trying to pin this down because I couldn't tell you why. It just feels like the truth. And I'll play the original track. But first, I just want to say it. She says, in every color, there's the light. In every stone sleeps a crystal. Remember the shaman when he used to say, man is the dream of the dolphin. <laughs> Man is the dream of the dolphin. Like, that's the realest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you why, you know, but I feel like if you're listening and you get it, you get it. Man is the dream of the dolphin. What? Um, let's hear it. Like, let's hear it directly from, from them. And he used to say, Man is the dream. what <laughs> um even this part of the music i can't believe it i will say too i think the most clear-pilled animal would be the dolphin i've come to that conclusion and i have some dolphin facts that i would like to share with you to prove my point Dolphins are found all over the world and in different environments, and some of them are in below zero degrees Celsius and over 30 degrees Celsius. So I think it's a very clear-pilled trait to be adaptive and to have the whole kind of dolphin species exist in so many different environments around the world. It's a very clear-pilled state. I think the most clarity that I feel, the most clear and just 
transparent and incredible that I feel is also in times where I train my body to withstand different environments or a time where I've been working on helping my body withstand different environments and then it gets there. Like the work I've put in to feel better in the cold by switching my shower to cold or not reacting right away when I feel cold or like shivering and like giving myself time to kind of adapt and not be so shocked by kind of new um, temperature changes and things and just seeing how like kind of just like allowing myself to have a moment to see what my body does and there is something so clear-pilled also about cold and ice and training yourself for the cold um, you know if you really want to get into that Wim Hof is your guy he's so perfect he even looks like the man who would be delivering that information um, you know just like this wonderful um, gnome that comes out of the woods and teaches you something. Um, he's the perfect person to deliver that information, but I love ice. Ice is just such, I mean, ice is literally a clear pill. You know what I mean? It's literally a solid piece of clarity. <laughs> There's nothing more clear in this world than water and a clear pill would be made out of ice. A true clear pill is made out of ice. Um, I love rubbing ice on my face, on my lips. I think if you ever just need a, a clear-pilled moment, a clarity moment, just get that ice on you. Sometimes an ice cube goes a long way. Um, dolphins blow bubbles. Wonderful trait. Dolphins are extremely chatty and have a wide range of sounds and acoustic abilities and seem to be talking and elaborating with each other at all times. And I think a very clear-pilled trait, even if you think of kind of the concept of a clear pill going down the throat and the concept of even taking a pill, and that it kind of has to enter into the throat area, the throat chakra area, which also rules expression and speaking and speaking your truth and honesty. And if there's any, you know, list of virtues for what it means to be clear-pilled, to be in a space of clarity, um, honesty would be a big one honest expression truth seeking expression that comes from a place of truth seeking and going after the truth and sometimes we can't get to the truth right away and it takes some trials but the effort is worth it um some people's throats are more active than others and to see if you have a very active throat it can sometimes be a sensation of having like almost like a big open space in your throat like it just feels like a big gaping hole or maybe you got in trouble a lot for talking as a kid, or maybe you feel like you're always trying to get to the bottom of something. You're always trying to like link words together or get, you know, something wants to come through. And I will say if you do have those feelings and they don't feel like they're getting out anywhere, you probably need to write it down. Um, writing is a way to make your tongue move without moving it. It's a way to express yourself silently and it's a wonderful way to exercise a active throat that just wants to go 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 but if you're not ready to say the things out loud or speak them into public existence um, writing is a wonderful way to kind of exercise that thing think of it like all of our bodies and chakras are a really helpful way to kind of like look at the body and its different paces and kind of analyze yourself in that way but think of it like dog breeds right if someone gets like um you know one of those whippets, one of those whippet dogs that are designed to run and run and run or a German shepherd or something and they need a lot of exercise or they get a dog that came from like 
a family of herders, you know, they need exercise, otherwise they'll go nuts and they need more exercise than other dogs that, you know, maybe are more sleepy and just want to be held. And think about your throat and ask yourself, what species of dog would it be? You know, how much exercise does it need? How do you feel about the dog that just popped in your head? And you can do that with different parts of your body, you know. It's a good exercise. Um, yeah, clear pill to the throat. Dolphins can recognize their reflection in a mirror. Um, probably one of the most, you know, prominent aesthetics and points of psychoanalysis and metaphor in um, clear pill culture is mirrors reflection knowing when you are mirroring others or when they are mirroring you or when your reality is being mirrored back to you or when you're using people as mirrors when you're using your you know narratives about yourself and your desires for success and your um you know linear story movie that's playing in your head um as a mirror when it's a funhouse mirror when it's a mirror that exaggerates certain things when, when it's a mirror that distorts you and it's a person that distorts you and also the fact that the concept of a mirror and the many things that we understand as a mirror now has expanded so much since Narcissus first gazed into the water and saw himself it's not just a reflective surface anymore but there's so many places where we can hold up a mirror to ourselves if we're speaking of the internet someone who is attached to their engagement online may see the likes and subscribes and views as a mirror for their desirability or self-worth in the same way someone who has a crush a new crush and they're just so after them and they're so affected by everything this crush says to them and when they're getting attention from them that this crush begins to be a mirror for their self-worth and attractiveness and even their happiness at times they have almost you know pasted a mirror on this person's face and said you know every time you know they contact me or compliment me like um, I'm good and the days that they ignore me or I don't feel connected to them you know are the bad days and you're letting your kind of um, you're making someone into a mirror that like narrates your reality and your days and your sense of self um, so many things are mirrors now and, and even physically it's like you have your physical mirror but and also mirrors vary greatly in quality right every mirror kind of makes you look different depending on how wobbly the surface is how much it's supported in the back the size of it you know um the best most flattering mirrors not even flattering the most truthful the most truthful and the truth is the most flattering thing <laughs> is the really really big ones that have really strong backing really good quality backing so there's no warping happening and they're so big that not only do you just see yourself but you see a big portion of a room and you can kind of just see yourself existing in space. I think that's the very best mirror that you could ever have. Mirrors that are smaller, you may find yourself trying to fit into them and kind of doing funky moves to fit into them, which are not really your natural state and can distort things. Mirrors that are cheap usually don't have quality backings and they'll warp you up. And you'll kind of just be playing this weird game with your image, you know? Um, but anything that reflects our image, whether it's how we feel about ourselves or how successful we think we are or how we look, um, even us comparing ourselves to another person is a form of holding up a mirror. And it's good to remember that our mirrors have gotten so, so complex and 
it isn't just, you know, gazing at the direct reflection anymore. It's so many stories and so many micro things being reflected at us. And you have to be careful out there, you know. We live in the infinity mirror. I say this all the time. We live in the infinity mirror. That is what existence is. It is likely that the most clear-pilled thing about a dolphin is that they can turn off half of their brain. I remember when I learned this as a little kid because I remember the drawings of them having one eye open. Yeah. They sleep with one half of their brain at a time, keeping one eye open. The belief is that they do it to keep an eye out for their group and to make sure everyone's sticking together. Another very clear-pilled trait because there is no greater clear-pilled trait <laughs> other than honesty. That is valuing human connection so deeply and understanding the deep sense of safety and support and love and just, you know, kind of the invincible feeling you can get when you put work into having good friendships and relationships around you and watering the ones you already have and making people feel special and watching people's back. Because friendships are cool and it's cool to laugh with people and love people and have someone to invite to your birthday and have good times with. But there is a deep layer of friendship and relationships, um, which is the safety you feel, the basic safety you feel, which is the most root feeling. And a really important part of clear pill culture is that feeling of kind of safety in the self. A lot of things that are meant to irritate us in this world and to shake us up are, as we know, through fear. One of my favorite, favorite books ever that changed me, The Administration of Fear, by Paul Virilio, um, this man who considers himself a philosopher of speed and has famously said that progress and going faster and the belief that if we just go faster, we'll just get better and better doesn't do anything but cause anxiety and that this is just a law. It's To him, it's like a law of speed. You know, it's like a law of like, it's a truth. It's like you can't get around it. This is something in nature that as much as you can tell yourself, you know, better, faster, stronger, better, faster, stronger, that it's somehow, you know, going to feel better, whatever. It's just simply not true. Just more anxiety and fear. And there's a lot of stuff about fear in there. But, you know, every single spiritual teacher, every single psychoanalyst, every single political uh, critic on this earth, every single conspiracy theorist, every single matrix critic, every, everybody, everybody everybody knows everybody knows everybody knows that fear is their greatest asset anyone who's trying to control you so you know it's always good to think about the things that make you feel safe and really really build them up because it's easy to get addicted to fear fear presents a drama drama is addicting fear presents a problem we love to solve problems and fear is in many cases, a false call to movement. Fear convinces us that it's like a racetrack when it's really just a tiny contrived ball. Like in cartoons when somebody gets in a fight, like two little Looney Tunes get in a fight and they turn into like a cloud of fists and, and feet and it's so cute and it's a little cloud. Um, that's what fear actually is. But when you're, when you feel fear, it kind of feels like this, almost like an, an, like a call to action, you know, 
Um, yeah, speaking of that, I was thinking, I was thinking about, I've been talking about this a lot too. Um, and I feel like this is an ongoing thing because it's very much like in things you can pretend to be when you feel uncentered, which is um, a little segment in my book and was also like a Instagram post that went really far when I first made it a few years ago. And this idea of like how helpful it is to like pretend to do two things. One, pretend you are some kind of like object or thing like my favorite one is like a castle in the desert or a lush self-sustaining island like a juicy island in the middle of nowhere that still somehow has a lot of life on it um as like a vessel towards like feelings especially if you're a very visual person and this helped me a lot because I'm a very visual person and every single like meditation I've done and every single like weird like when I was at the spiritualist school and we had to like go into deep meditations to talk to the dead the only way I could do it was if I like visualized um certain things like that were symbolic to me like opening a portal to the other side or pulling down um the spirit that's like connected to me <laughs> like physically like because that is such a helpful thing for me. I'm so visual. So another way that you can do it too, instead of pretending to be something, oh, I'm pretending to be an island. I'm pretending to be a castle. I'm pretending that the portal opened to talk to the dead um, is kind of going backwards to help you change feelings or see where something's coming from. Um, so for example, let's say you're about to send a text to someone and maybe it's an angry text and narrative wise in your head you're like oh I'm going to send this and then I'm going to feel so much better and then another voice in your head says hey remember last time you sent like a text when you were like full of passion and rage and you kind of regretted it like a few hours later like are you sure you want to and the other voice is like no send it it's it's going to be cathartic and you're like well it has been cathartic before and that's really what I want to do now and you know you feel it once again like you're going to get this sense of movement but it might not be real movement and the way that I can really judge those moments is if I ask myself in my head before I do something, and I'm not sure if it's the right de decision, is what do I feel like in like as an object? You know, because people will say, how do you feel in your body? And it's like, well, that's a little vague <clears throat> for me. But like, if I'm going to do something, usually something that's not very good for me to do feels very contrived and tight. Like it could be like my body feels tight, but for me it feels more like I'm like, like a baby in like fetal position and I'm like having a bad dream or I'm a lung that's like really tight and constricted and have, hasn't taken a deep breath or like a lung underwater or in my head I just really see my like chin kind of like in my own chest like I can't even like like I'm just constricted you know and then when I feel like I'm making a good decision for myself something that comes from a place of clarity and a clear head, it's like this openness. For me, I feel like a lung that just took a really deep breath and it's just like full of oxygen and like I almost feel like I can physically lean back or I feel like I'm glowing, you know, like I'm there's like a nice like white glow or, you know, and those are just two of many, you know, but like think of the image that pops in your head, like what do I look like right now? And it could be just kind of any kind of, surreal random object or thing you know do you feel like a raccoon scav scavenging in a trash can you know do you feel like a dog waiting at the door desperately and tearing up a couch in front of the you know the living room camera <laughs> you know do you feel like 
a beautiful bird in a cage. <laughs> That's a classic one. But this helps me a lot because it helps me meet myself where I think the brain exists, which is in narrative and symbol. You know, that's the language of the mind a lot of the time. And symbol, narrative is the language of the mind, and then symbol can connect the narrative to the essence and the feeling, I feel like. Um, so that helps me a lot. You know, it's almost like reverse dream journaling. It's like, you know, or conscious dream journaling, you know, because there's the use of analyzing your dreams, which is like, whoa, I just dreamt about, you know, that I was in a clear camper and a volcano exploded near me and the camper was surrounded by lava that was a dream I had um the other day it was beautiful I've been having way better dreams since I've been offline actually that's interesting I've had a way better dream since I've been offline and I've also been dreaming about the computer and the phone more than ever because I'm sure you've seen um I remember I, I would see this every, this like content would circulate every couple years of someone being like, why don't we ever dream about our phones? But like in this creeped out way, like, you know, like it was weird. And I have dreamt about my phone a few times, but my theory is that we don't really dream about things that are so blatantly in our consciousness. If you're looking at your phone all the time and it's such a key part of your day, like you're not going to dream about it because it doesn't have like a trippy subliminal like hold on you you know like we dream about like little subconscious clues that our brain is like oh what was that <laughs> you know like our brain is like huh that tiny little tiny little moment within a moment and like that little like okay we're gonna solve a problem now or we're gonna like make a message out of this or we're gonna travel to another planet in your soul and just show you five percent of it like that's what dreams are um so if you're on your phone all the time or on your computer a lot, you're not going to dream about those things because there's nothing to solve. There's no mystique, you know, no mystique, nothing to solve there, you know, no clues to put together at 4.23 a.m. Yeah, but yeah, now that I've been kind of doing this offline, no posting, P.O. Box thing, yeah, <laughs> I've been having some funky dreams about the screens. <laughs> I love it. That's what experiments are about. They're for being like, oh, now I'm dreaming about phones. You know, it's that simple. It's that easy. Living. I think that's another clear, 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 clear pill trait. Another is just kind of this love for experimentation and also being so aware that you're experimenting. I was thinking a lot of people hate on like Brian Johnson. I think that's a Brian Johnston, Brian Johnson, the guy who wants to live for a really long time or whatever and like takes these photos of himself looking like a deer in headlights. <laughs> like he looks like, you know, like, <laughs> like if you were driving and then like a guy was in the road and everyone's like, whoa, who was that? That's what all his photos look like. Um, and apparently he lives in Venice Beach. I had a friend went to dinner with him and he lived in Venice Beach. And I was like, you know, as a girl who the first time she ever smoked weed out of an apple was in the Paseos of Venice Beach, whose first real apartment experience was in Venice. Um, I know that place so well. I am a 90291 expert. And I was like, I had in my head this idea where he lived and it was not what I thought. Apparently it's a very humble house <clears throat> just out and around. Anyways, imagine you were just like, smoking out of an apple and like drinking a 40 in like a paseo in venice and then you turn a corner 
And like Brian Johnson's right there. Just bam. You know? Probably change the course of your life. It'd be like being hit with a small meteor. Anyways, speaking of him, I just feel like I think people would criticize him less if he was super clear about the fact that he is sacrificing himself in a way as like a human experiment. Like he's genuinely interested in the science of how he's living. Um, Because I think most people see someone like that and they're like, oh my God, this narcissist is playing God or, you know, he's just trying to sell me vitamins. But I think if people were more, I don't even know how, if he's been clear about that, but I haven't seen it. Um, I think if that was really his MO, I think if that was everyone's MO, not only would it be honest, but just, it would just, it would be honest, you know, because you can't not be doing that, (laughs) you know, we're all experimenting. There's absolutely no way to not be. That's why, you know, when I first learned that everything in science is a theory, I was like, wait, that is gorgeous. That is beautiful. Don't change that, please. (laughs) You know, and then I was also like, why does everyone act like science is certain then when science itself is self-aware of its ever-changing nature? I mean, my God. Constantly shape-shifting, adapting, evolving, even science, even Brian Johnson. When I think about him too, I think about this like new wave of like male influencers that you're seeing. Like it kind of started with the hippies being like, I remember one day on Instagram, I was like, you guys, I don't follow any like male hippies or any like male wellness people. I was like, can you recommend me some? And I got like a small handful and I couldn't even say who it was. And it was just a lot of guys who were like, like sunning like their buttholes and like doing um, deep breathing exercises that were like really intense like the but like really close to the camera with like you know <laughs> like less of a concern for aesthetics um it was really entertaining and fun they have a whole other thing going but it makes me think about yeah so now we have the male influencers um as men get more kind of like us man <laughs> you know <laughs> women are ruling again pretty clear and that's okay (laughs) everyone gets their turn everyone gets their turn but I was thinking about these male influencers and influencers in general and how um my whole thing is like your only influencer like your top influencer like your top number one influencer should be your ancestors and like your parents and your parents parents what they ate what products they used because no relatability on this earth can compare to DNA (laughs) on what's going to work for you and your body. You know, like you can like see a girl online and she's like, you guys have the same humor. You guys got the same taste in men. But if that's not your sister, that's not your mom, that's not your grandmother. It's like, you know, that lotion might not work for you. Likely won't at all. That sunscreen is going to make you break out. That, um, you know, hair conditioner, not for you. You know, everything works for some someone very differently. And for me, I don't use fancy products because, you know, my family didn't grow up with money. So it was a lot of drugstore stuff. But I remember going through, like, cycling every kind of lotion. Like, the first thing that I splurged on um, was like lotion. Like when I was like working retail and stuff, I'd remember be like, 
okay, I'll spend a little more on the lotion, right? Because I just wanted to be moisturized and smell good. And I tried so many different lotions and I'd always have different issues. You know, some wouldn't make, someone make me sticky. Some would make me more dry. Some would, you know, so many different things. And one day I was like, why don't I just get the one my grandma used? My mom, my grandma was always using that like bright blue Nivea, unscented, bright blue Nivea bottle, freaking $4.99 at CVS. Best lotion of my life. I haven't stopped using it since I came to my senses, you know? And that was my grandmother influencing me, you know? I could have the most beautiful, successful, stylish, big booty, glistening skin, glittering, glitter filter, good music taste, you know? I could have this girl. I could love her. I could watch her YouTube videos every single second. And her lotion still would not be as good as the one my grandma used. That's just how it is. My grandmother also went in the sun every fucking day with her eyes closed. Happily, perfectly. To this day, that is the number one healer of my mental, emotional, and physical health. It's just more sun time. Huge for me, you know? Um, beans. <laughs> Best thing in the world for my body, black beans. They don't give me bloating. They don't give me gas. They're perfect for me. They sit in me like heaven. If I had to choose one food, if someone was like, you can only eat one thing for the rest of your life, I'd be like, okay, beans. Beans and rice, if possible. Beans and sour cream, if possible. Sour cream, both sides of my family, sour cream is so good for me. <laughs> you know what's not good for me? Peanut butter, you know, peanut butter. I don't think it's good for a lot of people, but not one damn person in my lineage was eating peanut butter. Think about your real influencers, you know? What were their skincare routines? Probably way simpler than everything that everyone else wants to sell you. What were they doing with their hair? What were they doing with their sun time? What did they prioritize, you know? That's your number one influencer. And then you can go dabble in all the like, shiny people closing their eyes in the sun and putting their buttholes in the sun and you know selling you a green drink <laughs> yeah i'm having a new year's eve party with some friends and i have a few plans but one of the main plans is i really want to play only time by enya right after midnight like you know midnight hits everyone like yells and the balloons fall and everyone is like popping confetti and then I just want only time by Enya to just start playing and be the first song that we all hear for 2024 oh my god here it is that song is the clear pilled anthem in so many ways first off dolphins would love that song <laughs> they would love it they would eat it up if they haven't already it's deeply honest there is no greater truth than that so much of life is surrendering to what you can't control and essentially walking a path that although is a path you don't know where it's going i also love the who can say repetition of like who can say where your heart sighs who can say where the road goes who can say why your heart cries like who can say 
who can say like it's almost a bit aggressive like it's almost like like a sweet way of like how I feel when um like someone tells you what to do and you're like who are you talking to like it's kind of like that it's like who are you talking to like why are you pretending like you can control or surpass or dominate time or nature like who can say like nice nice try (laughs) nice try you know but only time like time is the one it also speaks to just kind of another very clear pill trait I think which is not letting anyone kind of be your leader or master like it's okay to like look for someone for guidance or feel understood by someone or ask advice from people right but your true master like should never be another human you know that's how cults get started but it's like there is no human in this world whose voice is more important for you to hear than what you hear like in the silence with god or source or the universe or whatever you call it for me these days it is god but there is no greater guidance than that that knowing god speaking of knowing god oh my gosh um on december 23rd (laughs) i got into an uber to go visit james and it was a white sedan driven by a older black man with a silky black do-rag on and the whole um all of the little compartments in the back were filled with um vanilla air fresheners like those little like trees and so it smelled really like very sweet in there and so I get into this white sedan with this vanilla smell and then there was this loud like black gospel like church music playing in the car but really really good gospel music and I sat in there and it was all about knowing God and like knowing God and I got that like familiar feeling in my chest when people are really talking about like holy stuff And I was like, it's really great that you're playing this. Like, it's such like a clarifying, beautiful feeling to connect to this music. And he said, yeah, he was like, you know, I figure if I play it and someone doesn't connect to it, you know, on a conscious level, like they, you know, maybe they're resistant to anything they feel comes from a church or that feels Christian or whatever, um, that it still does something for their soul. And I was like, damn, because here's my thing. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Catholic, but I am deeply God loving and I deeply support any religion that puts you in a position where you can feel that like unconditional love and that transcendence. And so me and this guy in the car, were just having this great conversation about what that music can do to you, no matter who you are. Like, it doesn't matter if like you hate Christianity, you're an atheist. Like if you let yourself like tune into holy music like you will have a transcendent feeling like that's just how it is it doesn't matter how you label it how you package it in fact it's those labels that keep us from being able to all feel that together regardless of what we call it everyone's doing the same thing like everyone you know in my studies about trance states and transcendence and in every way everyone feels the same when they feel god right they just have different words for it different ways to get there and on that you know hazy afternoon in an uber um yeah i felt some real transcendent feelings i even shed a tear a tear came out of my eye (laughs) before i go i want to share one more thing um which is that a lot of people were upset with taylor swift being the person of the year um on time magazine 
And I wanted to share another really controversial Time magazine cover that happened in 2006, um, which was the Time Person of the Year was you. Like, actually, it said you, and the cover was a mirror. It was a mirrored screen, a computer screen, like a desktop screen that was mirrored, and it was in YouTube font. The U was in a YouTube font, and the general aesthetic of it was like youtube and it was you, and it was mirrored, and at the time it was considered like a pop gimmick, and um, it was just one of their most controversial covers at the time, and the cover says, time, person of the year, you, and then it says, yes, you, you control the information age, welcome to your world. So, of course, for multiple reasons, I got addicted, and I found the cover on eBay, and I bought it. It was the only one that I could find um, for $14. <laughs> and apparently it's going to come in the mail by January 15th. Um, maybe I'll frame it. I don't know. But I'm very attracted to this cover. 2006, person of the year. Yes, you. You control the information age. Welcome to your world. Wow. Try, please.